Hey, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And I, well, I didn't just get back. I got back yesterday. XOXO ended a week ago. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, you stayed extra long. I was like, where's Julia? It was almost <laughs> like, where, like, where's Carmen San Diego? I was like, where's Julia in the world? I have no idea. Yeah, we decided to uh, extend our stay a little, A, because like, it's it's a long trip, and B, because we have some friends in Oregon in general. And it was really, really nice. Um, Oregon is good at vegetarian food. Nice. But XOXO was... I have big feels. Like, yeah. I feel like I, I got some video, and I need to write some sort of blog post. But it was... It's this, like, weird summer camp bubble thing, where you're mm-hmm. like, you make friends super fast, um, but I think my favorite part was, and I think we said this in the last episode that it like it's not meant to inspire you. That's like a bonus side effect, you know? Right. So it's all these people who make all these weird and fun and creative things, and they talk about the way there and like what went wrong and what was hard and what was fun, and you just get to see stuff and try stuff. And like I've I've had a weird year when it comes to like mood and feeling and creativity and it was just nice to be in this weird bubble where sort of everyone loves making and everyone is insecure yeah yeah (laughs) but like but like open about that insecurity and vulnerability in a way that I feel that some people on the internet are good at so you don't feel so alone but it is really scary to do that but when everyone is like starts off on a level playing field of freaky outiness <laughs> it's just it was it was really really good for the soul and I don't think that I mean I, I don't I couldn't know ahead of time what it would be like but I also don't think that I understood how much I needed something like this right it is it when XOXO ends you almost feel like you feel weird you're like wait a minute I'm supposed to just like go back home by myself now and <laughs> do all this alone very, very much so. When you're like, but I got to, I got to talk about my feelings and about art and weird board games for four or five days, and then suddenly you're like, wait. And but, I, but I'm not alone. I have you. <laughs> I, see, there you go. You can always check in with me. But but it was kind of funny to like talk about the podcast with people, and I met a bunch of people who listen to the podcast. So hello, if yeah. I met you at XOXO, or if you were there and I didn't get to talk to you, and that was so fun because people said that they really did appreciate someone who talks about these things. So that was that was really nice. That's great. Um, that makes me so happy. I do. I feel like this is like kind of um, like a mini conference situation where like we get to talk to each other about this stuff where we don't mm-hmm. have to travel to great <laughs> places and distances even though those are super fun to do and totally worth it but you know we get to be in your ear here and there yeah. and I, I'm, I am really glad that like I get to sort of round this off by talking to you about it and about my feelings so that it's not just like a uh, uh, oh oh wait no, like in the void so how did it make you feel how did it change your mind at all about something you were working on or a path you were on that you are adjusting how you how you look or see your creative life going I think it made me want to go back to sharing more stuff online and not not necessarily creative, like artsy stuff, but like stuff mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about and stuff that I know can help other people. Because last, um, well, last October, so before NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, I did just like this little video with like th- tips for NaNoWriMo from 
a professional writer Mm -hmm. and uh, people really appreciated it. And just like talking about stuff where either I'm thinking about it or where I know that I can help someone else. Just like getting back to sharing that stuff in writing or in video form Um, and or or in podcast form, (laughs) Um, because it's also really fun to be like, hello, this is what a sewing machine can do for your life. (laughs) But I think. Part of it was just like a a boost of going like it's fun to do stuff and you can share stuff that's not perfect um, and you can, I don't know, it was more that just like, I don't know, like some sort of weird stupid fantasy movie where you just like you get all these creative people in a room and they create this beam of like, I don't know, Captain Planet, like all our powers (laughs) combined. (laughs) Captain Planet can be applied to so many things. It's really incredible. How far really, really. <laughs> did you did you wish you'd been there? This is a mean question. Did you <laughs> wish you'd been there this year? Honestly, I, to be completely honest, no, because I've been there twice and I've experienced that and I've done it and it was great. But I feel like now I've done so many conferences mm-hmm. um, that I'm just... I'm a little oversaturated with them right now. So I'm enjoying kind of like the no conference zone <laughs> of my life. And, you know, that, that. that could totally change, you know, in like two years of not going, I could be like, oh, I'm just craving to go again. But right. It's like I ate too many SpaghettiOs and now I can't I can't have <laughs> any more SpaghettiOs for a little while. Damn it. Now I want SpaghettiOs. <laughs> Just eat, you can eat too many of them and then you never want SpaghettiOs again. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to someone and I don't even remember the context that it came up. But like certain things are very much like SpaghettiOs. We're like, I know this is not this is not good for me. And it doesn't even actually taste good even when I'm eating it. Mm-hmm. But you have like the the raster of nostalgia over it. Yep. So like it makes And then me you go back and you try it again. And you're like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking? Or you you blame the SpaghettiOs and you're like, no, they obviously changed from my childhood because they're different now. Like, or like going back to your old school and like, was this was it this small? Did it shrink? Is that what what happened? Yep. I don't know. SpaghettiOs, the big metaphor for, <laughs> for like conferences. Yeah. So what what have you been up to while I've been in my weird bubble of nothingness and art? Um, I've been digging through my attic, actually. <laughs> And making videos about it because I um, very ferociously needed to find something that I lost. And I'm the type of person that if I don't know where something is or I think I know where it is and when I go to that place to look for it, it's not there, it drives me insane. I become insatiable person of finding things and I have to find it until I feel okay again like I won't (laughs) feel okay until I find it and so I've been hunting for my old TI-83 calculator (laughs) like a total nerd is this um the fault of that top four episode about school supplies yep exactly I'm like I just I know I've seen it around I need I just need to have it and I was describing it and I just want to see like my name on it and I, I don't know I just needed to hold this object it was a really very um I don't know slightly I don't know what you would call this type of behavior but I had it and you know what it is what it's SpaghettiOs behavior it is SpaghettiOs <laughs> so I had to find it and so I was going through my attic and I came across like a whole bunch of old notebooks and stuff that I had and drawings that I've done like as a teenager and that was kind of like really fun 
And that kind of fell into me doing these doodle things that I've that I used to do. I saw those. Yeah, they're kind of like they're kind of like um like a zen doodle seashell kind of I don't know creature thing that I was drawing. And I wanted to talk to you about this because it was one of those moments where I found this doodle in a notebook up in the attic. And it was like obviously a notebook from maybe like middle school or early high school or something where I was about like 15, 16, 17 years old. And I didn't have really access to the internet. I mean, I was online like chatting with my friends, but we weren't consuming media and pictures and other people's creativity and stuff anywhere near or even at all during that time in my life. And it was like something that I did genuinely, truly from me, like the most authentic thing that I created, even though it was just like a doodle in a notebook, like on the margins or on the cover. And I took that idea that I'm like, I remember doing this and and loving it and just making tons of these things. And I'm like, now I'm going to apply that to like my nice art supplies that I have with my nice cool paper. (laughs) And I'm going to open up a sketchbook and I'm just going to make these things. And it just felt so freakishly true to myself because I'm like, no one else, I didn't see anyone else doing this and no one else inspired me to do this besides my past self. And that felt really good and true and personal. And it was pretty great. And now I'm like a little bit jealous that I have nothing else to <laughs> grab on to like to do besides these like weird, you know, uh, undulating seashell doodles. But did you it, ever draw super fancy like the names of your favorite bands? You could go back to that. Oh, that's true. No, I mean, no, I didn't do that. I wrote my name and like boy crushes. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but it's, it's funny with like doodles because you can definitely see a lot that like, A, I think there's like a, a personality type that's a doodler that's like you're saying like the sort of zen doodle thing that's not just like a i'm drawing you know hearts and cubes and stuff but the dude like can fill up a whole page with a doodle Mm -hmm. and then you can there's like a innate doodle within a person you know like you can you can see like some people do it's like their doodle language Mm -hmm. like some people do and and you could the word doodle is gonna sound so weird in like two seconds but like uh you know some people do very square doodles and some people do very symmetric doodles Mm -hmm. um and then sometimes you pick up doodles from someone else that you see and you do those for a while but it's like you come back to the one that feels right for you sort of like how people have their sleeping styles or something like you have the 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 thing that your hand does when you're not thinking and it's your so comfort fascinating. <laughs> right 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 and then yeah. you can make it super fancy like when you were doing with like nice pens and filling in and and it's just fun to see like because like i've done some of my doodles on my on my pottery like doing weird swirls mm-hmm. all over a mug either with paints or do, like scratching doodles into ceramics is such an intensely satisfying feeling because you also get that contrast of like you know this is on a page in a book and I'll just throw it out or go to the next page or this is super permanent and now hard and heavy and it's just it's fun to to transfer it like that maybe you should do like an oil paint doodle to also play with that like the ephemeral and the very permanent and slow I've totally been thinking about that because I just holding up I even um like just holding up my notebook that I was doing these in and like onto the wall I'm like why can't this be something that someone would like to have on their wall Mm -hmm. like you know like it's 
it's very graphical. It's very, um, you know, like depending on the colors I use and the the weight of the strokes that I decide to put on the page, like I can make this into something. And that felt really great. But at the same time, in addition to it feeling great, I'm like, oh, no, is this all I do? Like <laughs> I make <laughs> I make swirly doodles and this is going to be my voice is doodle swirls doodle swirl voice like this is what I have really that's what you've given me world like I was a little bit mad so I was going through like all of these emotions where I was super proud of myself and then I was like down on myself and then I was mad and then I was proud of myself again and it's like (laughs) I just had all these silly feelings I guess they're not silly if they're your feelings or that's what this is all about right like saying your feelings aren't silly but I did I I went through all of these emotions over a doodle and then even like Marco was scrolling through Instagram and he came across that and he was like you did that he's like I just thought it was like a notebook cover or something and I was like yeah and he's like I really like that and I was like whoa like I don't know that made me feel so good that he almost scrolled past it because he didn't think it was something that I did until he realized that it was my post and I thought that was awesome and it felt really good. That's the thing though. Like if, if it makes you feel good to do it, which it seems to, and yes. other people like it and it makes them happy, then it's a real thing. And at some point you're like, well, does it matter if someone else would call it capital E art or not? Because like it makes, it makes both sides of the equation happy. Then what's, what's to feel down about, you know? Right. Yeah. So here I am. I'm now the... <laughs> shell doodle girl like i don't even know what to call it like i need to figure out a name for what the heck it is yeah Um, maybe i don't it's just my feelings this is the (laughs) essence of tiff (laughs) that's what it looks like because it was was, and that's actually even our topic for for this episode because i met a lot of people and people were you know talking about it on slack and on twitter and and all sorts of places at xoxo and i mean it's it's not unique to xoxo but people were talking about it specifically when you meet so many people and you start to really feel like well you kind of do have to try to separate your worth from the from your output you know like Mm -hmm. and and I was thinking about this both like how much you create like how often do you actually sit down to do the thing that is your thing like painting or building or uh, lathing or whatever it is that you do like how often do you sit down to do that but also what do you produce like do you only only I hope you hear the super big air quotes here Mm -hmm. do you only produce doodles or uh simple plates or uh the same oil oil painting of your dog over and over again like and and also you compare yourself to other people like how do they have time to produce all this how are they so good and it is really hard like if you are a creative person and that's part of your identity and then you're like but but if it's part of my identity but I don't do enough of it or good enough of it then what's mm-hmm. what's left of my identity mm-hmm. and here you know my, my journalist question obviously how do you feel about that but obviously you're you're with me in this little, i am I'm in this totally little very simple bowl of anxiety but like why why do you think we we get stuck in that like why is it so important to have to live up to some sort of quota of quality and quantity i don't know it just maybe it extends to like school achievements and mm-hmm. just achievements generally in the world like with your job or with anything that you were expected to do something if you're not always doing it people assume you're wasting your time or you're distracted or you're being lazy um and all of those things are true sometimes but it it is it's really hard to compare yourself to a whole bunch of other people and that's like a lot of social media stuff um 
I get in that trap all the time. I'm like, how are they making so many? Like, first of all, where are they storing them all? Because my God, like there's so many paintings and things that people are making. Um, Where is it all going? Uh, Or, you know, they're selling them and it's great, but it is. And it's sometimes when I am trying to balance all of the other different things that I do in my life and I'm not getting to the studio when I want to, to make things. And instead I have to put time in playing a video game again for like, but for something that I'm doing and I'm, I enjoy it and it's, it's great, but it's like, what, where's this balance? Like, where am I? And now, okay. So here's even another thing with like balance and output and produce, like producing. I went to a Renaissance festival yesterday and I can't believe I'm saying this, but now I have in my brain that I really want to sew a Renaissance costume. I'm here for it. My God, I am not this person. Like, this isn't me, but yet I can't get my brain off of it. Like, I have a secret Pinterest board of this is what I want to make. And, but how, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. How is it, how is it not you? I don't know. Because you worked, you worked in a costume shop. Yeah. You like the Renaissance fair. Yeah. You're a creative person. Yeah. Also, like me, you were born in the early 80s. So, like, I saw the outfit that you posted and I was like, I was about to, like, text you and be like, oh, don't lie. You would have worn the hell out of that in, like, 1994. <laughs> I think minute. I actually still have a blouse like that from some head shop that I bought like, from. But, converse, like, yeah. converse and everything. Like, I had this velvet witchy dress with, yep. with trumpet sleeves and Aww. weird little, like, probably from the furniture store gold trim on it like yep. yeah <laughs> yeah that like, upholstery you, trim <laughs> and you like making stuff you like sewing stuff you have a sewing machine like how is it not you if it makes you happy it can't be that bad said That's true cheryl crow <laughs> all right yeah so but now i i just feel like this is just another distraction keeping me from painting because i'm afraid to paint and be bad and produce stuff that I don't know why, but um, yeah. I, why so can't much. it just? Why can't it distract you? Why, like, if if and I think maybe it is an identity thing here. Where like, if you're a creative person, but then you decide like only one avenue is like worthwhile or worthy or noble. Where you're like, well, making a dress is fun, so that doesn't <laughs> count. That's a like. Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why, why is it distracting? Why is it not? another creative avenue for something that's fun and will also allow you to spin in a circle and go swish 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 that's <laughs> true i do like spinning in circles uh i don't know it's just it's one of those things it's like i feel like i should be able to focus on one thing and instead i'm like i'm just i'm ricocheting around all these different walls of things that i want to do and i cannot settle on anything like i'm just the the kinetic energy of creating is just do 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 like and I just I want to focus and settle and paint and get really really good at something like this is the first time I've really wanted to sit and produce and get really really good at something like be a mm-hmm. really good painter and yet I keep distracting myself from doing that yeah. all the time it's weird because it's possible that this is also me just trying to make myself feel better but like I really really <laughs> do feel like but why do you have to like we're That's adults true. that means you get to decide to stay inside even if the weather is nice but i mean i do totally get the thing it's of true like, i love deciding that i love being <laughs> like screw you weather i'm staying in <laughs> but i mean i do seriously i i also do get the thing of like well i really do want to focus and like also giving yourself that present of like no i'm gonna be my own boring mom and <laughs> be like no you have to sit down but i i 
I don't know. It's because I, I kind of feel the same way about the whole like basing your worth on your output. Like maybe there's also a positive force to be found there. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're if you think that you have to produce at a certain level of of numbers and quality and you feel bad when you don't, maybe that can also actually make like if if, if you can find the balance of just the right amount of guilt. I don't know. Like maybe it's probably not possible you're probably just gonna feel bad about yourself but i'm thinking like maybe because because sometimes it is easy to get stuck in like thinking of yourself as a creative person and Mm -hmm. as an artist or whatever and then you realize well i haven't actually painted anything in months i've just like stuck to this definition and identity and then that's just like the t-shirt i wear but i don't actually force myself to do it maybe out of fear maybe out of laziness you know like do you think there could be a positive thing there is that just me stuck in my little like self-help devil's advocate bubble i don't know Uh, sometimes labels of who someone is regardless of what they're doing helps them um Mm -hmm. sometimes i think that label will hurt some like another another person it could be hurtful to them like uh, not hurtful but um not helpful because Mm -hmm. it could then put you like pigeonhole you into a oh if i call myself a painter then that's what I have to do is paint. And then you close all those other doors. Um, and it's, it's not healthy because you do want to open other doors. Like I'm thinking about making this crazy dress, but like I, this, it's just so complicated because you could go both ways. Right. And I think that that's the big question is, do you call yourself this one thing and focus and produce, or do you call yourself like just nothing? Like you don't have the labels and you're just all over the place and i guess it's it's good or bad but it's good or bad depending on the person that is doing it but i i just don't know how to help anybody do you think okay so let's say that we were going to be super harsh about it mm-hmm. how long ago do you have to have made a thing to be allowed to call yourself like is there a line like that like say okay it's september if you haven't made anything all year can you call yourself a creative person if you've only made two things per quarter? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do, do you feel like maybe there is a limit? Well, I'm trying to think if I ran into somebody and they were calling themselves an art, like they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I'm an artist. And I'm like, oh, cool. What have you like? Can I see some of your of your stuff? And they're like, oh, well, I only have stuff from years ago. I would be like, well, um, okay, like, I still believe that they would be an artist as like, this is something that I can do, like I'm capable Mm -hmm. of, or a knitter or a part or like anything. But if you you've fallen out of it, I don't know if you would necessarily actively call that either your profession at that moment or or your identity as an answer to like what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that ever leaves your identity. Like if you were ever a person that created or made something or built something or produced something or wrote something, you know, like anything like that, that you found joy, you created something at one time. I think that that is always going to be part of who you are, but I think it's tricky and you are, sometimes people lie to themselves and to others about how active they are in it right now. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's because there's a lot of shame around not being active so people will often label themselves something that seems cooler 
you know, yeah. even if it was something in their past, <laughs> because it seems more cool and interesting to others. It's like when I had my costume job, I loved having that job to talk about it because mm-hmm. it was super fun and interesting to talk to people about because it is unlike most people's jobs. And I haven't had that job for years, like for a really long time, maybe like eight years I've been out of that job. And I have nostalgia for talking about it and calling myself, you know, I worked on, I I work on Broadway costumes. Like, you know, I I have that desire to say that's what I do instead of Mm -hmm. I'm a stay at home mom that tries to get into a a studio sometimes and paint some things. And then I get distracted and I make run fair dresses. Like, (laughs) like, it's, it's much easier and cooler to say that past thing that was part of you. And it's hard to commit to being that all the time. Yeah. Do you think it also maybe like there's at least maybe you don't talk about it that way, but there might be a difference in why you haven't been doing it for a while. Like if it's, you know, you're just you haven't been prioritizing it or you haven't been feeling like it or you're like, well, I've had, you know, way too much stress at my jobby job or I've been depressed or I broke my arm or whatever. like where I would probably or I think it's I wouldn't say I feel less guilty, but there's for me, there's different types of guilt where you're like, mm-hmm. I'm guilty sad that I haven't been able to do certain things because of like mental stuff or Mm -hmm. logistical stuff. And then there's just the like, oh, I just like I'm I haven't picked up my like I've just watched, you know, stupid shows and stuff. You know what I mean? Like the difference of like I've been stuck in a TV run. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Where where that is more like, well, I'm also like the school thing of of the achiever person who's like, I'm just a lazy, bad person. (laughs) Whereas if it's like, this is something that I care a lot about and want to prioritize, but I I haven't been able to for whatever reason. Do you know, like there's that difference as well, where maybe if someone asks and like, what do you do for fun? You're like, oh, I paint. And they ask, Mm -hmm. oh, what what are you working on? You're like, I haven't picked up my brushes in 14 months. Uh because yeah <laughs> like that might feel weirder to say than to be like well I really love painting but um uh, I have very furry dogs so I have to work in a studio and the studio flooded or you know what I mean like that that mm-hmm. difference of what's actually your fault and what isn't I don't know yeah that well when it comes to self-identification and usually you're doing that in terms of meeting or addressing other people's questions about you uh it's it's really difficult to get into the nitty gritty of why you aren't Mm -hmm. producing because usually there's a lot of heavy reasons that even maybe you haven't explored yet why you aren't creating the thing that you supposedly love and identify as. And that's really hard to bring out in like a casual conversation. And it's really a very much a self-reflective thing. And a lot of times I feel like I do this all the time in that I don't want to think about why I'm not creating stuff because then that puts me even more into a position of not creating stuff because it's like, I'd rather just move on and create something else. (laughs) And it's, it's almost like deflection. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's really difficult to come to terms with someone else's expectations of the label you've put on yourself you know you call yourself this one thing and then they ask you why you haven't made anything Uh, and then you know what are you what are you left with besides being either like an oversharing weirdo (laughs) in like this new situation or um you know like an excuse person or you just totally don't even end up calling yourself what you really want to because of your lack of production 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it probably just feels really good just to be the person that you want to be, right? Like yeah. that seems super easy just to be like, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a potter. And yes, I regularly create pots and here are the markets that I sell at and I'm <laughs> making this stuff and it's really easy. And like, not saying that you're easy because I know you go through stuff, but like that answer mm-hmm. feels really good and simple and clean and uplifting when you're the person giving that great answer because I remember being that person you know like when I was sewing rather than saying like well I really like to paint but I don't pick up my watercolors that much because I don't feel good about my skills because I don't practice enough and then I feel bad like that thing where like I'm in a horrible spinning cycle of of not feeling good about myself so I keep ruining things maybe maybe now that I'm thinking about it maybe it is about like finding the little things like if you don't define yourself too narrowly you could be like well yeah. i'm a creative person i'm an artist and maybe this the time that you find for that is like making tiny doodles in your meeting notes or like um i'm just gonna you know i draw a really super quick still life of this pile of stuff on like my legal pad with a really mm-hmm. crappy pen or like just doing the tiny things or maybe even like making a list of stuff you want to paint once you get around to it or places you want to go take pictures, just like even getting to think about it and doing the tiny things that make you feel a little bit happy to be creating mm-hmm. a doodle or figuring out how the shading works on your office mate's ugly coffee cup or something. Just be like, do the tiny things that are still artistic and creative endeavors, even if they're not uh, like five by ten oil pano giant thing. Yeah, I like I like that conclusion of saying I am a creative person or I like to create things or I'm a creator of stuff. And I find uh, m- moments throughout my day to always be creating something. Mm-hmm. I-, I think that that's like a really because a lot of us, like you said, even if it is just a doodle on a paper or I write, you know, the word sunset 50 times with my new pen because it looks pretty. And I like it is it's practice. It's doing something physical in the world, which I think is great. Or like, I don't know, I really like when I get to stretch my Photoshop muscles and make a silly Photoshop picture for the Apple keynote and like put it out there. And (laughs) because I had like an idea. And so I wanted to create it and I did it. And that those little things, it's like, I forget that that is making something even though I used my computer and I stole a picture from the internet and stole another picture and I put them together. Like it was sometimes it's even just about like appreciation of the visual. Like maybe you don't even get around to drawing it, but you can sit and like think for five minutes about how light plays on a surface, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause that's also part of like, if we're thinking about like some sort of artsy stuff, like maybe you're not a, a, a painter but you're more of like a sewer or something, but you could in the same way, like sometimes, you know, I sit on the subway and I think about like, I see a sweater and I start to think about like, how is that constructed or just like really appreciating the way that someone has designed it. And that's also part of it to just like take Mm -hmm. in things and think about like, how, how is this thing made or how would I paint this? And just like, let that part of your brain work as well because i mean we we i think we forget sometimes that being creative is is not living in a vacuum or a void you can also feed your creative uh glands Mm -hmm. (laughs) by being inspired either by examples of the stuff that the kind of stuff that you make or by something else and being like wow this uh house is super cool how would i be inspired by that 
into knitting. Like I have a friend who spent ages trying to find the right colors and then thinking of the the right uh, garment to make inspired by a certain building. Because it was like the color combination and then like the the shapes and the the balances. And like that's also creative. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. The- in, like if you think about the two the two parts of creative, and I think we're gonna have to do a whole episode just on the word creative, like creative in the sense of creating, and then creative mm-hmm. in the sense of your brain zings in a certain way. Yeah, I mean the planning stage of any project or idea or anything like is just even if that idea goes nowhere, it's still like training your brain to think about your next creative project and it's fun and it's valid and it's just really hard to explain like yeah I'm an artist I have like 12 paintings that I plan on doing and I've been thinking about (laughs) nonstop. but have I put anything on the canvas no but I mean who else would understand that besides another super creative person you know but you have also been working on you know pink bottles to prepare for making a giant beluga or something like true (laughs) because i think that's the thing like you can't it's it's really easy and tempting to get stuck just in the ideas to be like well i have all these ideas yes and then you either never get around to them or you feel like well i have to be good enough to do them yeah but then you never practice so you can't get good enough ideas are Um, safe because they aren't ever bad (laughs) really hate when i turn into my own mom not my mom specifically just like the mom to be like well you can't just think about things you have to make them as well no it's good we all need this you're my therapy i love talking to you so good yeah but i i think that because and and what was really funny as well about xoxo is that double thing where like everyone is like oh everyone else is so good at things and they make things and I make nothing and at the same time everyone is telling each other you can do the thing and like don't mm-hmm. f- don't think too much about it don't feel bad um because so many people were having that feeling like well I you know I don't make as much as other people or I don't make as cool stuff so it was like I don't know some sort of shared hormone where everyone was like feeling bad and good at the same time. And I think it was really good for most people to get to boost someone else, you know, like, because everyone can tell someone else, you are not your creative output. And then maybe when you've said it, like the eighth time you hear it yourself. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what you and I do for each other. Tell each other that we're okay and worthwhile. We are. And gosh darn it, people like us. (laughs) Aww. I'm going to be the mom again. Have either of us touched any of our theoretical homework from past episodes? No, Uh-oh. right? What was it? What was our I don't homework? know. I don't know. We have to do some stuff. I drew another naked man, but... Oh! You know, that's just, <laughs> that's <laughs> well, ongoing same, homework. Same naked man or new naked man? New naked man. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better. Still not great. All of my people turn out like T-Rexes, like with really... <laughs> misshapen arms that are just way too short for their body arms and hands are weird oh so hard so it's so difficult it's do you do you have one of those uh wooden mannequin puppet things that people use to do figure drawings because those sometimes really help they teach you about like proportions i really should get one of those i felt like a little bit of a fraud buying one like oh look at me i'm gonna get all my little (laughs) art things that i'm gonna have on my desk to make me look like an artist and i need one of these little dudes right like (laughs) but they are they are sometimes oh i think i need it yeah. Minor homework done-ish <laughs> and continuing to be done now that I'm I'm back around where Gold they have star. naked drawing. Yeah. Well, until we 
do some more homework and we're going to think about our output versus what we call ourselves and all of that um, in the next two weeks until you get to hear us again. You can find our show notes over at makedopod.com and connect with us over at makedopod on Twitter and Instagram. Or you could follow us individually at Tiffany Arment and Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. I love saying that. We'll <laughs> be back in a fortnight. But until then, go make and do.